In the next 24 hours, the only thing more dangerous than the line being crossed. Today's a training day, Officer Hoy. It's your chance to give you a little taste of reality. You think you can handle it? Is the cop who has crossed it. They build jails because of me. Judges have handed out over 15,000 man years of incarceration time based on my investigation. Police officer, get away from the girl! No, 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 we're not racking up arrests today. You let him go. What more you want? I want justice, right? Is that I not mean, justice? That's street justice. What's wrong with street justice? Oh, what, just let the animals wipe themselves out. God will. You can't be like this. Open your eyes, can't you see? There's some profoundly evil people walking the streets freely right now. I'm the police! King Kong ain't got nothing on me! Welcome to the NTZ of Film, a podcast about films with a New Zealand connection. I'm your co-host, Andy. And I'm your other co-host, Rajiv. This is Season 3, Cliff Notes. This is the NTZ of Film. With Andy and Rajiv. And we're back. Uh, welcome to uh, episode five of the Interzeta Film Cliff Notes. Uh, today we're talking about Training Day. Uh, and I've got the synopsis right here. <clears throat> On his first away. day. Sorry? Synopaway. Synopaway. Uh, this film stars uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Ethan Hawke. On his first day on the job as an LA narcotics officer, narcotics officer, a rookie cop goes on a 24 hour training course with a rogue detective who isn't what he appears. I always like these synopses are written by some strange person. A training course? Isn't it just his first day on the job? It's weird. Anyway. Yeah, that's why it's his training day. Day. It's a course. He has to complete an assessment at the end of it. Um, well, he does right. say he's going to be marking him. That's true. That's true. All right. So you, the cliff roll, Andrew, you do these so well. So you, you do that. Do I? Okay. The cliff roll is smiley, uh, Latino gangbanger. A gangbanger. mustache. Mm. <laughs> I think that's, that's the term that people use, isn't it? Is the term that people use. Yes. Okay. A gangbanger. Um, I would uh, like to note that I don't know whether he's all that smiley, to be completely honest with you, but it is a good name. It's a good name. He doesn't uh, smile much, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's he's a bit, quite... of, bit of smiling in, 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 the, in the poker scene around yeah. the table, but that's because they're trickering him. Mm. He's quite menacing and scary. Um, so just before we start proper, I guess we go into um, a bit of background on the film and uh, box office, because we always love that. Uh, this film was like a massive Whee! success, huge success, uh, $104 million worldwide on a budget of $45 million. opened at number one at the US box office, and overall for 2001 was on 29th place for all films released in the United States that year. Uh, so big hit, uh, big, big stamp for Antoine Fuqua, who'd made Bait and The Replacement Killers before, but I think this is the film that really cemented him so he could make um, movies like Olympus Has Fallen and that weird King Arthur film. <laughs> oh, that King Arthur film was no good, but Olympus Has Fallen was... Hey, and the Magnificent Seven remake, thank you. Which I discussed previously on the uh, Rad to Notorious podcast with Dan Slevin and Kelly Cullis. All right, uh, well, we can bring it back because it's also, you know, Denzel. Yeah. Denzel yeah. and Antoine. Antoine. And the writer is uh, our current new favourite DC Comics movie filmmaker, oh, yeah. David Ayer. Uh, who before this had written the U571 film, which I think was historically inaccurate and people complained, but I liked that film a lot. Uh, Fast and the Furious. It works. <laughs> um, he wrote... Oh, wow. He, okay. wrote, he wrote the beginning film of the Fast and the Furious uh, We're a Family franchise of movies. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> Dark Blue, SWAT. Uh, and then his 
his uh, street crime films, uh, Harsh Times, End of Watch, uh, Training Day, obviously, Street Kings. Um, and then he did that crazy ultra-masculine Arnold Schwarzenegger film, Sabotage, uh, Fury, and then Suicide Squad, which I think he said one of his quotes was like, this is going to blow all the Marvel films out of the water, and then it came out and no one liked it. No, that was... Um... Uh, yeah, less said about that, the better, I think. Yeah, so... So let's talk about Training Day. Yeah, it's got a good pedigree behind it, and I think the cast is great. Um, Denzel won... Um, we should, we'll should. we talk to Cliff, talk about Cliff, but I, I really want to make note of Denzel because he won an Oscar for this performance. Um, I think a lot of people were saying he should have won the previous year for Hurricane, which is an excellent film. And I think he lost out to Russell Crowe, but... And I thought, I, I remember when I first saw this, I thought this was like a, you know, this is like one of those condolence awards. Like, we should have given it to you last year, we'll give it to this year. But he's doing some really good work in this movie. Like, some seriously good acting. Big. Some, <laughs> it's some very big acting, that's for damn sure. It's you disagree? Big... You don't think um, it's good? Okay, so this is, this is my confession. My training day confession. I've never really got why everyone went apeshit for this film. It's sort of in that same category as Gladiator for me. Like I recognise it's a it's a good film, and I'm all right watching it. It's certainly not a bad film or anything, but I don't get why everyone loves them so much. Yeah, I don't know whether everyone. I think it got Academy of awards praise like it got a few other noms as well which i think was unusual because it was kind of a standard crime flick i would say it's above an above average crime flick but i guess you're right i mean it did get a lot of play uh for something that's above average but maybe it's because in 2001 we didn't really get many like this this was kind of like the last sort of r-rated thing like everything became pg slowly maybe it was like a last hurrah perhaps is this is this the uh adult films that people keep talking about they want Hollywood to keep making yeah I think so I think it was like one of the last ones um, I, quite, I quite enjoyed it um, you know sort of a mainstream film that sort of got wide release now now you make them and I guess it's like the nice guys like the nice guys didn't do that well you know I think that's the sort of thing which is a shame because that's an amazing film yeah yeah but I mean I'm in two minds about it. I, I was reading a couple of reviews. Uh, Roger Ebert talked about Denzel's performance as becoming, like he thought it was really good, but in the last 15 minutes it becomes caricaturish and becomes like a movie monster. I don't know whether I necessarily agree with that, but it is big I and can, I, I'm, I'm a fan I can of big. See, yeah, I can, I can see where uh, Ebert got that, but I think it, like that actually works. I mean, it's, the whole role has been very big, so it's not too much of an escalation, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that. It starts off as like, you know, he's at the he's at, at the first scene at the cafe when he meets him. It's like, oh shit, this guy's like an asshole. <laughs> and then it just gets worse and worse and worse, uh, which is something I really enjoyed about the film. I felt like um, up until that moment, with the key moment with Cliff Curtis comes along, which we'll talk about. Uh, I feel like nothing goes Ethan Hawke. Uh, Jake's character's way at all like it's all just bad I was like and I, I get a real singing feeling as the movie continues I'm like oh this is not good even though he's the hero and he's more than likely going to win this isn't a movie from the 70s he's not going to die um, with a scraggly little goatee <laughs> was that, early uh, 2000s <laughs> but that's Ethan Hawke I feel like he still does that doesn't he 
He's just sort of a skeevy looking dude. <laughs> I think the I think the goatee is a little bit less scraggly now. <laughs> less scraggly goatee. It's, there we go. That's my notes on Ethan Hawke's performance. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just wanted to make. I guess I was feeling um, guilty. I wanted to apologise to anyone who I who I might have mentioned in the past, but like, oh, I think I think Denzel was, you know, there was like a makeup Oscar. But I'm like, no, he did good. I reckon that was a good performance. I reckon it was well worthy of an Oscar. Myself, rewatching it, um, especially based on the fact that um, <laughs> based on the real life um, narcotics officer Rafael um, Perez. I don't know if you read about him. But he was no. a pretty bad dude. He did some bad things. Like, I'm like, oh, yes, this is like, it's based on a real guy who was a bad dude. <laughs> so not completely out of the ordinary. You know, respond, the guy that was responsible for the deaths of people, a, a police officer, a corrupt police officer. So, yeah, good supporting right, cast. Well. Good supporting cast as well. Special note from John, John uh, Scott Glenn. Oh, yeah, Paul Scott Glenn. As I think you mentioned, he always looks old. He's an old-looking yeah. guy. <laughs> he looks exactly the same uh, 16 years ago as he did in, I don't know, Daredevil recently. Like, <laughs> the exact same. <laughs> the exact same. He was just always old. I don't know. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. watching him in that crazy Michael Mann horror World War II film, The Keep, and that was like from 1983, and he looked the same in that as well. I wonder when he right. looked young. He must have looked young at some point. Um, no, I think he came out looking like that. <laughs> I, I reckon he's he was like, young, young at some point. He discovered the the eternally fountain of youth, and then which made him old but live forever. Well, maybe he's really old. Maybe he's like Logan, and at some that like he's born mm. in the eighteen hundreds. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, it's, but it's, it's and Kevin Spacey. He's kind of always looked middle aged. That's true. It's true. Yeah, he used to have a big a knot on his forehead. There's a crazy movie that I love called um, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Gene, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, which they play a blind guy and a deaf guy, which oh, I'm pretty that's sure an amazing is, film. I'm pretty sure is highly offensive uh, viewed by a, through a 2017 lens, but I do love the film. Uh, and Kevin Spacey is, is the bad guy, and he's got this crazy big knot on his forehead. And I don't know if it was in, for the role or he's gotten rid of it since he became more famous in Hollywood, but that was a weird aside. Sorry about that. <laughs> right. Back to training day <laughs> and day of training. Uh, a bit of trivia. I noted that IMDb tells me that there was originally going to star um, Samuel L. Jackson and Matt Damon. Would have been a very interesting film. Oh, in the in the same like Samuel L. Jackson in the Denzel role, and I think Matt, Matt Damon, Damon was the, the Denzel role. No, <laughs> amazing. Now that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting because Samuel L. Jackson is significantly older. So a rookie. He would a have rookie. been yeah. He would have been like an old dog learning new tricks. It's <laughs> a really terrible detective. So old. <laughs> also, he's got a pretty killer goatee. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Actually. Uh, sorry. Denzel's rocking a goatee in this film as well, isn't he? He's rocking a Everyone's goatee. Rocking a goatee. He's rocking a goatee and a short haircut, which is exactly the same look that Rafael Perez, the corrupt cop who he's based on, looks. That's the exact same look. But yeah, there are quite a few goatees in this film. I think it was the late 90s, early 2000s thing. Oh, so much to answer for. Um. <laughs> um, also, I, um, my wife made note of this, because um, she didn't like the film that much. She thought it was good, but she had some issues with it. And she was like, you know, what, what, would, what would this be like if the races were switched? Because it was like a corrupt white guy and a young black guy who's, you know, mm. in 2017, because 
Black Lives Matter and all that would be an issue. And I was like, well, that's what it is in the new TV show, which has now finished because of Bill Paxton died. But I'm interested in seeing the television show that this movie is that's based on this movie. Oh, yeah. And is the TV show meant to be like a sequel, sort of? Is it set in the same universe? Or... I don't know, is but it? I'll tell you this. There is a weird thing I, in the, the trailer I watched for the movie, the, tra- the TV series. I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's a different universe. I don't know. But um, Bill Paxton plays the corrupt cop and this, I don't know who the young black actor is, but he, he says to his wife, I'm going to train him to be better. So the, the riff is that he's going to train this corrupt police officer to be less corrupt. <laughs> It was a strange, like that was the actual, the actual lines in the trailer were like, I'm going to train him. And then it's like training day. All day. (laughs) I'm going to take a day and just train this guy. It'll be like a training day. (laughs) To be less corrupt. I was like, that's a weird conceit. What? (laughs) What? That's dumb. (laughs) I can't, I can't say for sure. The trailer sure seems silly, but I like Bill Paxton and I'm, I'm, you know. I guess there'll be only one season. I mean, I feel bad saying that. So it'll be easy to catch up on it. So I'll, I'll watch it. Good. Uh-huh. James Elroy right. said that this current movie we're talking about is a complete waste of time. You being what? a James Elroy fan, I thought, I thought, what do you think? Because you, you're a James Elroy guy, right? I'm not a James Elroy guy. Um, I enjoy some of his, some of his stuff. Um, LA Confidential is a, I think I tweeted, it's a beautiful bastard of a film sort of from the, from a few years before Training Day, mm. um, beautiful film, great film. What, why did James Elroy not like Training Day? It was it's one line about... of trivia in IMDb. They didn't tell me why. <laughs> no, oh. no reason. I thought it would have been right up his alley. It's corrupt LA cops. It's. I guess. Know, I guess he didn't find men doing meanly things. I guess he didn't find any truth in it. Perhaps I don't know. He, he is quite, criti- <sighs> quite critical of things. I, I think, was he also quite critical of LA Confidential, the movie itself? No, I think he's, I thought he had said that LA Confidential was the like best um, possible version of his work. Oh, wow. Impressive. Well, he doesn't like this film. I, I, I like this film. I think, it, I think it's great. Um, uh... Yeah, it's all right. Again, it's like, I haven't, I hadn't seen it since it came out. Hmm. Just like, Oh really? Right. Uh, yeah, and but I hadn't forgotten any of it really because it's just kind of been around, hmm. sort of in pop culture, and also just like it'll be on TV in the afternoon and probably catch bits and pieces, and hmm. so it's very. That's why I'm thinking like Gladiator and that they they were sort of around the same time, and yeah, people went a bit. These are amazing. I think there's a, films. And I, I think there's of, a man. lot of there's a lot of pushback on Gladiator. I still really like it, but there is like a lot of people like that's no good. Um, I really like it, but I I do I do think that it's kind of the same film as Ben Hur, which is fine because whatever, no new films under the sun. But trying to I don't know. I think I think uh, I think that this movie is elevated above um, standard fear because of Denzel Washington. It's interesting because I was looking back mm. at like um, dark blue harsh times. Um, Street Kings, which are all pretty solid films. I really enjoy them, but they're not... Yeah. I don't think they're nearly as highly regarded as Training Day, and I think the reason is because none of those films have a powerhouse like Denzel in them, you know? I think that's that's the main deal. Mm. But Dark Blue's got um, your man, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is amazing, but I don't think he's a mainstream... But it's like, not a... 
And I guess it's not a it's, well the Denzel role is it's very eye catching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there, there's something like End of Watch, which stars um, was it Jake Gyllenhaal and um, what's the name of that guy? That guy that was an Ant Man. I've forgotten his name. Michael Pena. Yeah, that guy. And they're sort of younger, sort of skew a younger audience, and kind of it was all handheld camera and. I don't yeah, have you seen have you seen have you seen End of Watch? No, I sort of saw the trailer when um, it was first coming out. I thought, oh, that's that's an interesting conceit. You know, that was all like uh, found footage almost from mm. these cops. Um, but I was also at the point where I was just getting sick of that as a gimmick. Mm. I, I just as feel everyone like was. I'm, I'm looking at David Ayer's list of films here, and I feel like um, his brand of macho sort of pseudo bullshit um is kind of it's kind of cooler than a lot of stuff like a lot of stuff's pretty lame i mean his stuff can get pretty lame too like i, I like sabotage but if someone said oh it's full of too much macho bullshit I, I wouldn't be able to argue but like, yeah it is like it's dumb <laughs> um but there's something about it that's kind of i guess weirdly poetic in a strange way i know i mean training day certainly uh works phenomenally well as like a really tight structure to a film you know it's mm. everything everything matters everything ties in together you know you've got um when he doses uh ethan hawk with the mm. super drugs pcp pcp <laughs> laced super drugs. weed i don't know drug which, they, which they've taken off friends cans Fran cans, cans. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like yeah. what that's yeah. Frank Grant from yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin whereas, in the Woods, yeah, yeah. Wait, hang on, because he was playing like a college... Stoner guy, yeah, in that's his thing. Training day. <laughs> yeah, which is which was, 10, 10, 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 13 years or whatever before Cabin in the Woods where he's playing a college guy. Man, that guy's been in college for a long time. Mm, he has indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then you have Ethan Hawke being true to his character and rescuing uh, a young girl who is about to be raped in an alleyway. That's right. And getting beat the fuck up by two guys, which in that whole scene works really well as a um, character reveal for both of those characters, Mm. for Denzel and Ethan. And then that ties into the really important scene with our man Cliff. That's right. Yeah, um, I made a note that it's um, uh, Ethan Hawke's character is inherently an almost cliched good. <laughs> you know, like he's he's good. <laughs> like he, like everything about him is good. He's a good guy, and he's unsure about he everything a, that he was a college football star. That's he's right. Been, uh, on a good track within the department, he wants to do better in his community. Yeah, there's no dirt on him. He wants to be better so that he can get his wife and his baby about to come into a new house to get away from the black mole in his house. Like he's almost, um, I would say, to a certain, to a, almost too good. Like I'm like, oh, there's no gray about him. But I think you need but it isn't that because the point? Denzel, yeah, because Denzel is like the devil essentially. Denzel is like supposed to be like tempting him at all at all times to come over to the dark side, and he never does. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> but and it's 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 also he starts off super super good good. Got to go to two shoes, and then sort of he gets a little bit muddied up throughout the film from just being near Denzel. Sure, he, like he, he gets he, kind he, of yeah. He becomes more violent for sure. Yeah, well, he just kind of gets more um, involved in that 
dark underside of police work, I guess. I don't know, sort of thing. Watcher stuff. But he's very uncomfortable with it. Like the scene where Dr. Dre, who's not acting very well at all, <laughs> sort of like giving him a shit, he, he still stands his ground, even though he's scared. He never kills uh, Scott Glenn's character. He's all, even though they ask him to, he's all yes. like, I'm not going to do that, like, you know, because I'm a good guy. And he's, yeah, hor- he's horrified he's... that he's smoked PCP. <laughs> yeah, but that he's, you know, he's sort of uh, less naive come the end of the film. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because, like, you know, he's all like, I just want to get out of it, but he... He goes and storms that neighbourhood by himself, which is totally killer and badass, and I loved it. Um, and also, hey, surprise, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Terry Crews, like, steps aside. Yeah, <laughs> lets, him, lets him through because he knows he's going to get killed yeah, Terry Crews just being there, big and muscly and <laughs> cruisy. I think, he, what he, I think he has one line or something. What is he? I can't remember what he says. Just nothing. <laughs> just being Oh, really? Which is, and Cruz. it's crazy because, you know, you watch Terry Crews now, it's like, man, that guy's up. And screen presence. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you not? And he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Um, yeah. So I guess we should we we started talking about it. so that that scene with Cliff. So, um, essentially Denzel's um Alonzo leaves Ethan Hawke to essentially be killed by Cliff Curtis and his his goons, um, and they're about to shoot him in a bathtub. It's freaking frightening. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool scene. Yeah, it's really awesome. I was like really happy when I can't remember whether I knew that Cliff was going to be in this film going in or not. But when you know, in the cinema watching that, I was like, this is this is cool. This is a cool scene. Um, I really feel like it's the first time we've seen Cliff Curtis be menacing, and he can clearly do it. Even though we've seen him play a mercenary and a uh, ter- Colombian terrorist, I don't feel like he's been menacing in either of those roles. But this film is he's a frightening. Do you mean just in terms of the films we've covered for the podcast, or yes, yes and no, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, what was he in before this? I don't think he's in anything before this where he was menacing, was he? I need to go look. Once we're warriors. Well, I, well, once we're warriors, he's a creepy rapist. So yeah, I guess that's menacing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the character um, Uncle Bully in Once We're Warriors, like when he's not being a rapist of little girls, um, he's like this charming guitar playing friendly guy like he does he's not one of the mean tatted up gangster guys um he's uh i guess yeah like i think yeah there's a certain there is a certain menace to him in this role it's very much oh yeah this guy could totally kill ethan hawk and it's whatever it's a tuesday yeah yeah it's and it's real it's real the 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 great thing about it is how understated it is when he's all like, because the, cause the other guy, what's his name, Sniper, was like, have you ever had your shit pushed in? He's like being all fucking weird and crazy. But it's Denzel's insane. just being quiet. And then he's the guy with the shotgun that's going to shoot Cliff, um, shoot Ethan in the, the bathtub. It's very frightening. I just thought it was interesting because I, I was like, I, you know, I've been trying to up the number of New Zealand films that we've, uh, we do on this, this season, even though we haven't, done, we haven't done a single one yet. We need to remedy that. And we will with the next episode. Um, uh, but in New Zealand, like he's like uncle, uh, he's the, the father and well rider. He's not nice guy, troubled guy. Uh, and then he's in like mm-hmm. Jubilee, Jubilee where he plays like this sort of town, respected town guy in a small New Zealand town, uh, in Spoot, which we'll talk about later. Um, but none of those roles are like mean, like they're sort of just nice sort of guys. <laughs> right. Regular, yes, regular dudes. He's a big meanie in Training Day. But, yeah, and it, but really... An but, honourable meanie. 
but really believable, you know, like uh, with the Colombian terrorist, and I'm guessing it's coming down to the director and it being, a, I mean, this is really a good character piece. You know, in, in in collateral damage, he's like the head terrorist, and I never found him scary at all, ever. You know, that's because that's a cartoon of a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an early two thousands Arnie film. It's um, not particularly yeah. no. Uh, great. No, no. but but I, but I feel like he's. I don't know. I mean, I need to see more of his movies. But I feel like he's one of those guys that you can always rely upon in a film. You know, like to be good. No matter what, absolutely, yeah. and he's kind of is. I don't know um, for American audiences or not. He might be a that guy. That's true. Well, he is. A, he's definitely a that guy. I've read enough things online for me to know that he's a a that guy in every way, shape, or form. Fantastic, right? Well, I think the most important thing to note about his uh, role as Smiley here is his amazing mustache. It, it is an amazing mustache. We've, we've made, mm-hmm. if Cliff ever ends up listening to this podcast, we've talked about his, his hair a lot. Now, specifically, his facial hair is making. Well, because his hair in this role is quite short. So you need to then focus on what's going on on the rest of his face. On his face. face. <laughs> and it's a really big ass mo. It is a big, it is a big mo. Um,. That's so, so dumb. Man, we're, uh, we've never got to listen to this and be like, these guys are dicks. Um, yeah, kind of hope he never does. <laughs> I've, reached out to, I've reached out to his management. They haven't got back to me. We'll see how it goes. Um, love you and your hair, Cliff. I love, I love, I love it because um, the reason that Ethan's character is saved is because... Um, they, was because it, he's saved... The um, Smiley's niece. Niece, and the reason we know this is because yep. um, s- scary ass um, sniper has has taken um, what he thinks is Ethan's wallet, and at no point does he go, "Wait a minute, this is a big pink ass girly wallet." <laughs> at no point does he go, "Wait a minute," he just starts searching through it. He's like, oh, "Let me get his wallet, Smiley. Let me get his wallet." Grabs it. And starts. It's clearly a girl's, a little girl's wallet. <laughs> well, maybe sniper has a wallet just like that. That's why he doesn't think it's weird. I just thought it was hilarious where he just like, wait a minute, this doesn't look like a man's wallet. And then he's like, he's got a picture of your little girl in here. And I'm like, it's just because it's not his wallet. <laughs> wait, so hang on. So it was her wallet and she had a picture of herself with it? Yeah, I think so. Or was it a, a note or something? It was something that was clearly a little girl's thing that he it was found clearly in, in a little girl's wallet. A little girl's thing in a girl's wallet, which is weird. I mean, she wasn't a little girl, but she's a teenager. But was it like her school ID? I don't know. I can't whatever, remember. Whatever it was, it just, proves, it, was. it just proves that Sniper is an idiot. There's <laughs> a big note with her face on it saying, Hey, Uncle Smiley, this is my wallet. Hello, how are you? Please don't shoot Ethan Hawke in the face. Kay, thanks, love you, bye. I, lo- I love it when he was a, like, and, and, and um, Cliff Curtis's character's like, we'll sort this out, we'll sort this out. And he like gets on the phone while he's got the shotgun still We're pointed still got at the shotgun. <laughs> like, I'll just, I'll sort this out. I'll sort. He's like, he's just like, I guess he's all like, I don't want to shoot the guy if he, what? If he saved my daughter? I don't know why he didn't just shoot him. Just shoot him. Niece. Was he, niece. Or, or was he trying to figure out whether he assaulted his niece, perhaps? Or stole his niece's wallet? Why is police officer stealing little girl's wallets? Anyway, good sequence. Uh-huh. And yeah. then, I mean, and then the yeah. well, the whole the whole gang is all like, "Oh, crazy world, eh, Holmes?" <laughs> like, 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> you almost splattered your brains all over the bathtub. And it turns out you saved uh, Smiley's niece. Nice. That's good. Yeah, those 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 three guys are a fun trio. Mm. I, I can't remember the other guy's name. I can't remember if he had a name or not. He's he's also a that guy. Like, yeah. Um, you see him pop up in, in a whole bunch of stuff. He is, yeah. I'm, I mean, Sniper is that guy, Raymond Cruz. He was in Collateral Damage as one of Arnie's firefighter buddies. Um, uh, yeah, so that, that was a great scene because it, um, it, it's a, it's the moment that leads to uh, it's essentially the the second act, the third act it's, reveal, right? It's like the it's, turning point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's at the lowest point, like he's going to get shot in the face, and then it's like it's the reason why he ends up going after Alonso and destroying Alonso's life, essentially. Which yeah, is a great Alonso, scene. I love it so yeah. much. What, just that scene, or oh, just the scene where he goes back to the compound where Alonso and uh, has his Eva Mendez, his mistress, and his his, his kid there. And I mean, the fight is probably a little bit Superman-y and a bit over the top, but it's fine. It's across the rooftops, and I enjoy that. But just like when they when they have their final confrontation on the street, it's like Ethan Hawke jumps off the building and smashes it into <laughs> Alonso's yeah, it car. Little, it, it does get a little bit. Um, it's sort of been up until that point. It's been very much like a cop drama, mm. and then yeah, it turns into full action film at the end there. Which is great. I love that. It becomes really big. Um, and the, But mainly I love the confrontational street where none of the gang guys have Alonzo's back. I love that. I think it's so cool. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, because he's he's not actually good for them and they don't like him. They don't like him at all. Yeah, it's so good. Because he is a dick to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, just just very quickly, uh, the, the third uh, gangbanger there, Noel... Go, oh, I'm going to get his name wrong. Guglielmi? I think it's Italian. <laughs> I don't think that's right at all, Andrew, but okay. Guggly? <laughs> oh, gosh. He's Italian? Oh. Yeah, Mexican-Italian. Um, oh. Just interesting to note that he appears in the Training Day TV series <gasps> as the same character. Oh, same world. So it is the same world. It's there the we go, the Training world. Day Extended Universe. So Bill Paxton's character is a different character. Hmm. Well, well this he can't is all be Alonzo. It's all speculation. Well, I thought it might be the same character before he died. I don't know. Like, it's a different version of the same story. Who knows? I think there's plenty of corrupt cops. Okay. So, <laughs> to be able to do more than one story. I mean, Ebert made note of the fact, like, if he was white, it'd be different. Like, you wouldn't be able to take him into these sort of gangbang neighborhoods. Ebert even noted in his review, like, he's like, you'd be taking him into the upper echelon society where, like, the the top business-level drug dealers. I'm like, oh, that would be an interesting... That'd be like a sort of the wire version of the same sort of story. Yeah, well, yeah, it would make it a very... Yeah, it'd be very, very different. I mean, and then I'm thinking of uh, when Denzel goes to meet all the old guys... That's right. In the restaurant to try and get himself a little bit more time or whatever. Tom Berenger's there. Awesome Tom Berenger. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But, you know, up until that point, we've seen him very top dog. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's um, like, he's then not top dog at all of, there. No, as soon as he's going in to meet the old white dudes, mm. he's less than them. And I think, is that when we first start to get a feel for... Oh, something's something's not right with him. Yeah, something's gone wrong for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the first time, and it's funny because he's sort of laughing along too. But you clearly know that he doesn't belong in that world, 
which is interesting. Mm. I mean, and again, like it's like it all ties in together, and it's a really tight script. Mm. It just works really, really well. Yeah, I like I like that. Um, um, David Ayer, um, I noted on the IMDb trivia, is credited as the only writer, which is really interesting for a studio film. Uh, especially because I've been reading um, uh, uh, William Goldman's Adventures in Screen Trade, which is a, have you read that? It's a fantastic book. But like he talks about the number of writers that are involved in pretty much any film. So it was so unusual that David Ayer was the only credited writer and there were no rewrites that the chairman of Warner Brothers at the time called him personally and congratulated him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was quite good. That'd be quite the ego boost, I imagine. It's probably why he ended up directing... Suicide Squad. <sighs> Stop mentioning that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> We're gonna get them hits. People love Suicide Squad. Gonna get them hits for the podcast. Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay. Hashtag Suicide Squad. Hashtag Superman. Hashtag Batman. Hashtag what Superman is... versus Batman. Hashtag yep. Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's the most popular. Um, right. So we should probably talk about um, Cliff's like the, the role itself, the ethnicity, and the portrayal of such. So uh, yes. In our previous podcast, uh, before Sunshine, um, we had a guest, um, Stephen, who had this great story about how in Hollywood there's this Mexican, was he a Mexican Arab guy that keeps losing out roles to Cliff Curtis? <laughs> because of Cliff Curtis uh, is br- just, uh, what is he? He's, he's miscellaneous brown to Hollywood executives, so he gets cast and everything. Um, but I think yeah. he's, he's doing great in this, right? Like, I, I don't know enough about you know, Latinos in America, but he seems good. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's, uh, for us to comment on the accent or, or anything like that, I think, um, would not be good because we, we really don't know that world at all. I'm an Indian and I, and I, I'm brown. So I reckon I can speak for all brown people cause that's what Cliff Curtis is doing. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm going to go on the record of saying it's good. It's 100%. Okay. It's 100% good. Hispanic people, please ring in and complain about my uh, my decision on whether Cliff's Curtis's accent is good. So it seems good. Well, I mean, yeah, because I think we discussed this um, or briefly on our last episode, but, you know, the, or a previous episode, that Cliff has always, when he's been playing these different ethnicities he's always wanted to be true mm. to the did, character and true to work. the people you know yeah he does a lot of work to mm. to get that that part of his performance right so i can only imagine that it is i like to true. think i like to think that the background of this film is much like the background of sunshine in which sunshine they all went on a boot camp to see what it would be like to be in space i reckon that um cliff curtis joined a gang and did a lot of crime. <laughs> okay. He went yeah. full, full crazy method. Um, Cliff Curtis, if you're listening, you want to disagree with me, please feel free to send us an email. But I reckon that's, I reckon <laughs> Cliff Curtis is responsible for a lot of crime in the LA district. In the, in the early 2000s, late 90s. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm going on the record as saying that I think, I think he's a criminal. <laughs> right. Did you, do you think he um, also... Ran a drug empire for his role as Pablo Escobar in, in Blow? Maybe for like a month, maybe. Yeah? <laughs> Just a month? <laughs> maybe. He seems like a... I mean, I don't think he's method, but he seems kind of method Like, he's sort of a method sort of guy. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? 
Whatnot. Maybe he any, wasn't. Any... He might have just been selling, I don't know, talcum powder, pretending it was drugs, and, and just for a short while, and just got out just to see what it was like. Who knows? Who knows? When just hung making... out in Iraq to for Three Kings, and that might be, that might have been difficult. It might have been difficult mm-hmm. going really? traveling yeah. over to a Middle Eastern country and pretending to be uh, a refugee might be difficult. That that would have been difficult, but being a, a crime lord and a a drug boss would not. Well, you can go and buy drugs, right? And then you can be like, "Oh, we'll sell these drugs." But like, you can't. Like, people are trying to get people are trying to get out of Iraq. People aren't trying to get in at the time of the golf. Like, you know, like it's I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Hopefully, he calls in to correct us. Cliff, call in. Call into the show. This has been Rajiv's theories of acting. <laughs> yeah. I know about acting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess we're, we're wrapping it up. So um, yeah, I mean, I guess with with this cliff roll, it's another. I'm just looking back at sort of around this time of his career. I mean, he's played a lot of Hispanic characters around this time. Pablo Escobar, Smiley mm. in Training Day. The was it the Wolf in Collateral Damage? That's right. Yeah, Claudio yeah. Perini. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Claudio. And this is sort of it's a small role he has. Possibly uh, yeah, smaller than his role in Three Kings, for example, mm. but um, pivotal, pivotal can, to yeah to the story, the entire yeah for the entire film. Just just as pivotal, a smaller role for screen time, but just as pivotal uh, yeah. as as Three Kings, and just as pivotal as um, Deep Rising. Just as pivotal. J- yeah, <clears throat> <laughs> that whole yep. Great death scene, though. Great death scene. He doesn't have a death scene in this film. He didn't die. No, he doesn't die. That's good. He doesn't die. He's a bad guy, but doesn't die. But he's a bad guy with a heart. He's like, oh, you, oh yeah. you saved my niece. I won't shoot you dead. So layers to Cliff's performance. Mm-hmm. La- layers. So we should, we should start talking about that. So we're, so now we've you keep forgetting, but we seem to be rating the film and then rating Cliff's performance. Oh, okay. Sure. So, do you want to go? Should you go? You want to go? Uh, so, for the film, I'll give it a solid three cliffs out of five cliffs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But for Cliff's performance, give it uh, four and a half cliffs out of cliff. Oh, four and a half. It's getting there. Mm. It's getting up there. It's, a, it's really freaking good, isn't it? He is good. I'm, I'm going to give the film overall four, four cliffs mm-hmm. out of five cliffs because I really like the film quite a lot. Uh, and I'm going to give the cliff roll performance five because I, I think I give him five out of five for pretty much everything except for Deep Rising where he's a creeper, um, <laughs> because it's really good. I, I can't fault it. I'm, I sort of watch these performances and go, well, you know, where is it lacking? What's 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 not right? But like I look at the role and I see what he did with it and how important it is the film. I think I think it's a hundred percent. I think he's given a hundred. So five cliffs out of cliff. Go cliff. Uh, awesome. So now, Training Day has been officially rated. Yeah. By the Interstellar Film. That's what we do. Uh, I think that's yeah. That's that's basically what we've just been blathering on about for the last half hour or whatever. It's just to get to the cliff rating. Yeah, I mean it is called it is called Cliff Nuts. I mean he's 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 um, it's funny because I think I don't think we're ever going to do a single film. Well, we'll see what we think about the next film, Contentious. But uh, I don't think we're ever going to rate his performances bad. We can rate his performances not particularly no. good because he's not got much to do. 
but it's never going to be bad yeah, performance-wise. No, he, he, he never sort of really get. He, no, he doesn't give a bad performance. He gives... He might be in a bad role, whether mm. that's it's a poorly written role or he's not in the film much or, mm. or anything like that. But um, he always gives a great performance. I mean, mm. this, Sunshine... Um, Deep rising. Other ones we've done. Deep rising. Always deep rising. Um, uh, what about the <sighs> what about the line that is ad libbed by Denzel Washington? King Kong ain't got shit on me, which is ad libbed. Featured Man, it's in the, crazy. It's a great line, right? It's a cool line. Mm-hmm. I love that line. I remember watching this trailer in a theater, and that was the last other film, and being like, that sold it for me. I was like, man, I don't know what is going on in the film, but Denzel Washington. This being the line, King Kong ain't got shit on me at the end. I'm like, that's it, sold. Anything. It's like, like could have been. Denzel Washington's gonna fight King Kong. Yeah, yeah. It could have been the movie about I don't know dudes that are all about growing nice lawns, and then at the end it had Denzel being like, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I'd be like, I'm watching that. I'm watching that. I want to see that film. <laughs> Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke as neighbours competing for the best lawn. Uh, that's my spec script. Uh, studios, $100,000. Um, yeah. I, I... <laughs> Greenhorns. <laughs> Greenhorns, great. Yeah, no, it's. Um, I really wish, I wish, we're wrapping it up now, but I, I wish that Cliff had spent more time with Denzel because I think that that would have been, like, the best. Yeah, because Denzel, it, yeah, it's, it's very, very brief because it's, hey, uh, what's up, Smiley? All right, I'm just going to go to the bathroom and then secretly run away. <laughs> yeah. Kill this guy for me, okay? Okay, I love you, bye. I love you. Bye. All right, okay, all right. We're good, we're done. I'm done with this film. I loved it. You didn't like it yeah, so right. much. Well, it's, I mean, it's like, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that it's okay. It's good. But the, And also that happens, eh? Like when people blow off on a film and you go, you go, it's the best. And then you see it and you're like, it was good. You yeah, sort of I mean, had I that can, thing happen. Yeah, right? I, can, I can definitely see the same thing happening um, for other people with LA Confidential, for example. Like I love that film. Mm. And it just ticks, I, whatever it is, it ticks all those boxes for me. But I can see other people would be, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good. I can see it, why it works, but it doesn't. But that's the th- do well, anything for me. Yeah. So well, yeah. That's but, where I'm coming from. And and it's because it, it's because it's solid. Like I think that happens a lot. With, like films yeah. that aren't necessarily exceptional, but are like solid. You know, solid filmmaking. I don't know, it, but I really like solid films. Like I like like with the script. It's so tight. It's so everything matters. Everything builds very. Mm. I think quite naturally. Um, I usually totally totally fall for those but again it's just i don't know whatever whatever reason it didn't okay all right we're wrapping it up i love this whatever. film andrew hated this film we'll wrap uh, it up screw you <laughs> all right andrew where can they find Fine. you on the, on the twitter training day <laughs> training day sucks everyone who worked on it is dumb and it's poopy <laughs> If you want to argue with me, fine, do it. You can do that on the Twitter and the Instagram and the 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 movie one, the letterbox. Letterbox, the letterbox. Yeah, I think I'm at like Andy James underscore Inc with a K on all of those. Every time um, we do this, you're always like, I think, just be well, certain. The, <laughs> because it's for some things, it's Andy James dot Inc. 
This is like 20 odd episodes in, Andrew. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't like. It's like, I don't, people don't, I don't know, know their cell phone number. I don't know I my still things. don't know my phone number. I don't know my things. I don't know my address. If I uh, get lost and a police officer asks me where I live, I'm going to be in trouble. Especially because you live in Guernsey. Um. Uh, you can find me okay. on the on the Twitter at Rajivfilm, R-A-J-E-E-V-F-I-L-M. I'm also on Letterboxd at the same thing. Uh, and you can also tweet us on uh, at N-T-Z-O-F. That's correct, yeah. on the Twitter for the podcast. And you... King Kong ain't got shit on me. And uh, we should probably do a few shout-outs. I should say a shout-out to Jeremy Veal. He big, big shout out. does all our audio and stuff and is amazing. So thank Ooh. you, Jeremy, for being good. And thanks to all the listeners as well. Uh, please rate and review. Um, Andy has turned his microphone on this time. We apologize about the quality of the previous podcast. It was terrible because Andrew didn't the test his microphone. audio quality, the content quality was, as always, A+. It was even better because we had a great special guest that was yes. added a, a lot. plus. So that helped the fact that Andrew didn't turn his microphone on. So oh, we'll be Look, back with another just, episode, sir. It was very technical with okay. plugs. The people and want to go oh, and do have dinner. Let's let them go, Andrew. Okay. Say good night. Okay. Good. Good night. Good night. Or good morning. Good night.